Hey guys! Hey. How's it going? Uh, you know, happy pre Thanksgiving. God damn! Because this one is the last one that comes out before Thanksgiving happens, right? Truth. That's the for truth, all, all Ruth. of us motherfuckers in the U.S. Yeah, for everyone else, that's when we celebrate colonizing. And pilgrims and shit. Sorry, uh, everyone. <laughs> that, we have, that we have offended with our existence in the I, U.S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to say a handful of things, but I'll just stop it right there. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. God. Yeah. Trauma. Fucking trauma. Speaking trauma. of trauma, do you want to hear my goddamn? Yes, I do. Well, we're just going to roll right into this one. So, mm-hmm. I found out recently, mm-hmm. actually, I've kind of always known for a while now, Chelsea has been limping around. My dog, Chelsea, mm-hmm. has been limping around. She fucking hurt herself somehow, but she's like a goddamn gazelle and jumps off of everything. So, she is a goddamn gazelle. Yeah. And whenever she gets super excited, then she'll start limping. Well, she started shaking and kind of whining one night. Aww. And I told Lee, okay, we got to take her to the vet. Like, this is something wrong. So, I took her to the vet. And like $1,000 later, after x-rays, fucking that's all that happened was x-rays. And it was like $1,000. Mm-hmm. She has a tore ACL and meniscus. <gasps> a fucking like dog. Athlete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's doing it wrong. She's about to get signed. The vet was like, um, you can fix this with surgery, but save up because the second one always goes after. And I'm like, what? Tell me to save up. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, my dog might have to have surgery. Don't really know. I am like, uh, we're fucking doing it. She's going to long live forever. Mm-hmm. I will give up all of my money to keep my dog alive and healthy and happy. And Leah's like, but I mean, like, can she just live on pain pills? And can we just, like, you know, put a cast on it? <laughs> just take the leg. Just hold it together. Make her a tripod. So we're getting Fuck a second leg. opinion. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say so we're going to cut the leg off. Are you getting a second opinion? Well, I mean, I keep telling Leah, like, call the surgeon and schedule an appointment because, mm-hmm. like, the vet looked at the things. And the vet was just kind of like, shit's fucked, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, but give he's me... not going to do the surgery. So. Yeah. But, like, give me some options. Like, is it literally only surgery? And guess what they do? What? Guess what they do? What? They break the bone and Ooh. they, like, twist it Ooh. so that, like, the top bone, I don't remember any of it, the fucking ulnus. I don't remember the name of any of these goddamn bones. Hit mm-hmm. the femur, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess it, like, normally the bones kind of slide and, Ooh, like, your say that. ACL and meniscus shit hold everything together. Okay. <laughs> and hold your kneecap in place. But she tore that shit. So her kneecap's, like, flying all over the place. And, do like, dogs have kneecaps? <laughs> yeah, they do. I saw it on an x-ray. I can share it with you guys. I took a picture. Anyway. So I guess with her case, like, the bone is slipping, and it's just slipping past, and that's what I'm hearing when it pops and shit. But they break the bottom bone so that it's flat, so that the top bone doesn't slip. It just stops. That's the solution. That's fucking For bigger dogs. It's not like they just, like, oh, let's just tie it all together and keep it nice, and we'll make ligaments. Nope. It's just like, oh, I'll just fucking sit there, and it won't slide around. Break that shit. By the way, I'm not a vet. This is literally what the vet said to me. So if I'm terribly wrong, just let mm. it be known that it might be bad advice. And I am getting a second opinion. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but it's like a year-long recovery. And Leah's like, well, I don't know if I want to put her through all of this when she seems okay. Like She's she, not okay. But she has good days and bad days. Yeah. Like, she, I drugged her up today because the doctor or the vet gave us a ton of medicine so that she'd be comfortable and was mm-hmm. like, let her rest. Plus, they, like, cranked her around. So she was sore for a couple of days. Aww. So I've been medicating the fuck out of her. And then the last day or so, I didn't give her any meds. 
she is running around here like she is living her best fucking life. She's barking in my face, jumping all over the place. I'm like, bruh, you need surgery. Like, chill. <laughs> Calm down. Chill. And then today she looked a little limpy again. I was like, I'm going to give her medicine. Lee, call the surgeon. <laughs> is there a chance that it'll fix itself? No. It, well, this is what the vet told me. She was like, well, there's already scar tissue forming. And what will happen is scar tissue will form to help stabilize it. There's a bunch of inflammation there now to help stabilize it. But you don't want that to happen because then you can't really fix it with surgery. And then she'll be stiff, you mm. know. And I'm like, but I mean, will she be in pain? And the vet kept saying this is very painful for her. And I'm like, mm. oh, my God, my heart. But then you watch her jump around. I'm like, Mwah. can't be that painful. I don't think she's in that much pain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I was like 100 percent ready to just call the dude and schedule surgery like right now. And yeah. he was like, let's get a second opinion. And I'm like, OK, well, do you want to hear my goddamn? Yes. So mine is also about a pet. Oh, motherfuck. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, Gregory. Is Greg okay? My little kitty cat. Yeah. My second kitty cat. My Don't only other cat. Don't you tell me something cat. bad happened to him. What? Don't you tell me something bad happened to him. So, nothing bad happened. Well, nothing bad happened to him. Oh, okay. He's still alive. Oh, okay. Started good, off good, strong. Good, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, he, every once in a while, fucking spazzes out and would, like, just, like, and then, like, hiss at nothing and then spaz the fuck out and run away. Ghost. So he did it a couple of times, and I was like, he's a cat. Whatever. Cats are fucking crazy. Yeah. He's never really done it before, though. And he did it, like, I don't know, like, once a month or something. We're like, he's <laughs> Once fucking... a month. On a cadence. Yeah. We're like, he's weird, right? Yeah. Then he started doing it more and more often. And so we were like, finally, okay, I'll take him to the vet. So I took him to the vet, and he has a fucking calcium buildup on his teeth like his back oh, teeth yeah over here and the guy like fucking cranked it and let me see in there <gasps> and it's fucking big and gross and brown and green and like inflamed yeah, and red yeah. and nasty and i was like holy shit first of all did not see that second of all like oh god can you just like flick that shit off like yeah. what's going on there Scrape right it out of there yeah and fucking a thousand dollars later yes uh, <laughs> So expensive. Vets are so expensive. They are. And he, they were like, okay, well, we can clean them. It'll be like fucking $70,000 to do that. And uh, we'll have to put them under blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, first of all, this vet smells like piss. Mm -hmm. There was fucking holes in the ceiling. There were so many holes in the ceiling. That's where he took child. Yeah. Why can't you fix that? And then there was just like an extension cord coming Mm -hmm. out of the ceiling. Were we in the same room? Yeah, we were in the same room. Plugged into an outlet at the top. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is where you get murdered. Yeah. Can you not? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a maze. There's like fucking boxes. I feel like that was like they took me to a storage room type Uh of thing. And they're like, just sit in here for a second. Yeah. It was fucking there forever. They left me there forever. And it was unorganized. They had me sign something and then they left and they're like I was like I have to go like I have to pick up my kids yeah let's fucking get this show on the road yeah and then they came back in and we're like I didn't sign I guess you have to sign this and then like someone else came in and was like okay well they're gonna come and dismiss you in a little bit and I'm like can I just fucking walk out with my cat like what is happening it was yeah. so unorganized it smelled like piss it yep. was just gross the receptionists were like, oh, my God, let me tell you about my boyfriend. And he said that I'm so funny because my dog's name is fucking Bethany or something. And, <laughs> but, you know, I never call her that. If I were to call her that, she'd never listen. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't give care. a single fuck. <laughs> Not one. Get me out of here. Not one entire fuck. And then the other receptionist who was, like, taking my money, this one over here is talking to me. And this one's taking my money. And she's just not saying anything. And she looks as dead in the face like, as you would be sitting next to this other person. Yeah. And I'm like, are we done? And I had to ask her that, like, 
Are we done? While this lady is talking, because I have to go. I like I want to be done paying for this. I had put my card in and I was doing the like, ha ha ha. Yeah, okay, whatever, right? Yeah. Long story short, they were like, okay, cool. We can clean his teeth, but we won't be able to get him in until like sometime in December. Jesus. Yeah. December. I'm sorry. Did you hear how my cat gets possessed every once in a while? Yeah. And like. Okay, what am I supposed to do in the meantime? So they gave me antibiotics and pain meds, but, like, great. And for, like, a week? Yeah. Like, the pain meds will last a week? Yeah. What the fuck am I supposed to do in the meantime? So all of that happened. That was my first time ever going to that vet, and I was like, I hate this place. It was just completely unorganized. So yeah, I took him to my normal vet that I don't know why the fuck we switched, but I took him back. I took him to my normal vet because I was like, listen, they're super expensive, too. Yeah. And my normal vet was like, yo, I asked them for all the pricing and I was like, including all the shit that I already paid for, it would still be cheaper to go to my normal vet who doesn't smell like piss and isn't unorganized and is just fucking better. Right. Yeah. So I couldn't take him. Brandon took him there. And then they told us. That Uh-oh. he has a heart murmur and he <gasps> probably won't survive anesthesia <gasps> if they put him under. He's got a heart murmur? Apparently. So I'm glad I got a second opinion because oh what the fuck, guys? Yeah. They were like, everything checks out. We'll schedule him whenever the fuck we can. Oh, my God. And they were going to put him under and do all that because you have to put a cat under to do the yeah. teeth cleaning shit. Yeah. And he would have died, Potentially. Well, that scares me because I just let them, like, sedate the fuck out of Chell to take some mm. x-rays. Good thing she didn't have a heart murmur. Well. But apparently he has a very pronounced heart murmur that she is quite surprised that the previous vet did not catch. So was he, like, freaking the fuck out because it'd be, like, a shooting pain or mm-hmm. something? He'd, like, Aww. bite on the wrong side and be like, fuck, what was that? And he would, like, run around and hiss. Like, he was pissed. Like, fuck. <laughs> Which I like get it. You bite your, your tongue, tongue wrong and you're like, god damn it. <laughs> Ooh. Poor guy. Yeah. Aww. My little man. Yeah. Well, yeah. on that wonderful note. So we're both going to spend our entire life savings on our pets. Dude, I'm already <laughs> poor as fuck and the, uh, Christmas hasn't even happened. Oh, god, I know. But you know what? Life happens. Yeah, what life you gonna happens. do? What you gonna do? Yeah. Okay, so wait. Before we get started, there's two things we need to discuss. Mm-hmm. First of all, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to our dear friend, B. Oh. Who, if you're on the Facebook group, you know who she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's fucking amazing. She's another listener that's been with us from basically the fucking beginning. Mm-hmm. She is a posh motherfucker, and we Hell love yeah, her so much. Love her so much. And if you're on the Facebook, you know she's going through some shit right now. So everybody go show her some love. And we're thinking about you. Yes, we love you, girl. We love you. Okay, and then the second thing is that we have Operation Moonblood 2.0, full fucking force right now. Full force. And the two part of Operation Moonblood is Secret Santa. Hell yeah. We're doing fucking Secret Santa with all the listeners. The first part is if you know somebody who needs help or if you are somebody who can give help, please reach out to us via email, isgdpodcast at gmail.com with the title Operation Moonblood 2.0 and be like, yo, I need help or yo, I want to help somebody mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we have a handful of families right now who need help making the holidays happen. Yep. You know, sometimes people have a lot of fucking kids and they ain't got no money because shit is hard because their fucking pets need $57, $57,000 worth of fucking ACL Medical bills. surgery. Seriously. <laughs> so we want to help connect you listeners to help each other. And also we are helping. Yep. 
Yeah. We're doing the best we can. We're literally fucking scrounging all of our pod money and then throwing it at you guys. Mm-hmm. So that's why these fucking Patreon motherfuckers are amazing. Hell yeah. So you guys are helping, too. Yeah. You don't even know it. Yeah. And, uh, okay, what else? So then the Secret Santa part. So the t- two part. The Which second we'll tell part. you about right now. Right now. Hey, ladies and gents, guess hey. what time it is? What time is it? It's that time of year again where we're going to start playing fucking Secret Santa and shit. Hell yeah. And we're actually going to integrate Secret Santa into our Moonblood 2.0 operation. I love it. So this year we've decided not only to do Operation Moonblood, where if you need help, you come let us know, or if you can give help, you come let us know, but we want to do a Secret Santa with all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. So we've partnered up with the little elves over at Elfster <laughs> to help us make this happen. Okay, because last time we were doing emails and shit and it was kind of all over the place. So check it out. Elfster is the number one Secret Santa app in the world. In the world. The world. Okay. On this app, you get to create a free gift exchange. I don't know if you fucking heard me, but I said free. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. To make gift giving easier. And you just set the date and the budget, and Elfster takes care of the rest. They even draw names for you, which is super awesome. And because all of this is done through an app or online, it brings family and friends together no matter where they are with a virtual gift-giving exchange, which is freaking awesome because hello, pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. Including our goddamn fam. Hell yeah, our goddamn fam. We need to bring us all together. And we can't all be in the same place at the same time because that would just be sheer chaos. So instead, (laughs) we're going to do it virtually. So on Elfster, you get to add gifts to your wish list from all the brands you love, including Amazon, Etsy, Fanatics, Nordstrom, Sephora, and Zappos. So it's really cool. A lot of cool stuff on there. You go on there, you create your wish list, and then we're going to match you up with a Secret Santa. And then you're going to actually get gifts that you want. Like somebody doesn't have to just guess what you want. There's a whole list. I love it. Super awesome. So go to Elfster.com or download the Elfster app today and stay tuned at the end of the episode where you can find further information about operation moonblood 2.0 welcome back from that ad (laughs) (laughs) anyway so download elfster so that we can fucking do our secret santa together which by the way is actually super fun i spent far too much time making a list agreed and then i went on your list Mm because i was like oh i wonder what this bitch asked for and i looked at your list and then i was like that's some cool shit and then i added some of your shit to my list i need to go look at your list (laughs) so if you want to be a part of that secret santa extravaganza Mm -hmm. email us with the title elfster Yep. And then we'll add you to the Secret Santa. You have till December 1st because that's when we're going to draw names. And then everybody has to purchase their fucking Secret Santa gift by the 15th. 17th? 17th. You know what? Listen. One of the teens. Yeah. One of those. Just December 1st is the key deadline. Fucking email us so we can all get everybody in there. Yeah. Right now I think we have like about 20 people. Yeah. And I'm so. so excited. Actually, I think it's more like 30 now. What? Yeah. Say what? Oh, I said it. I'd say it again. I need to add more people in there. We have a handful of more emails that you guys will be getting links. But anyway, so come join the Secret Santa. It'll be so fun. So on that lovely note, I think we are now ready to get down to business. Okay, let's get down to the nitty gritty. So this week I'm going to tell you about David Carpenter, Ooh. a.k.a. the Trailside Killer. Ta-ta-ta-ta. Oh, Trailside. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be hiking, walking, running, We're going to be hiking, girl. All right. So, David Carpenter. Okay. David was born in San Francisco, California mm-hmm. in May of 1930. Mm, that's old. Yeah. And he had a pretty rough childhood. Okay. His father was an alcoholic. <laughs> and his mo- <laughs> Whose father isn't? You know? 
You know? You know? No. Listen, we've all been there. (laughs) But his father was an alcoholic and his mother was described as very, quote, domineering. Okay. And both were physically abusive to David. Dang it. Mm. He developed a stutter at a young age, which led to a lot of bullying from his peers, and it made it hard for him to make friends. All I'm thinking about is... Today, Junior. I knew you were going to say it. I almost said it at the same time as you, and I wish I would have fucking followed through. My <laughs> mouth made the shape, and it would have been fucking dead on. <laughs> I wish I would have done it. <laughs> okay, so. So it made it hard for him to make friends, right? Yeah. His parents also forced him to take ballet and violin lessons. Well. Which also led to a lot of teasing from his peers. So now David began to wet the bed mm. and also had a habit of torturing animals. God so damn it. we know where this is going. Did he right? light fires? No. Mm. No, he only had two of the three. Okay. 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 So in... 1947, at the age of 17, turns out he molested two of his younger cousins. Ooh. And he was caught and was sent to California Youth Authority for the molestation, which is... Is it like juvie? It's basically juvie. Or like a rehab? Yeah. Basically like... Group home? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. After a year of being held there... Yeah. (laughs) He was released. And of course, he continued to molest children. Yeah. I don't know whose children or what, but he continued to partake in these fucking awful activities. He continued to dabble in diddles. Mm, I wish he wouldn't, but yes, he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Played a little game of Risk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, we're assholes. This is why people fucking for the first time listen to our show and then they leave a one-star motherfucking review and they're like... Uh, joking about child molestation is not funny, and we're like the reference, the reference. It's it wasn't Dane us. Cook. It's always Dane Cook. First of all, that was Dane Cook. Yeah, be mad at Dane. Okay. So on that note, sorry for offending everyone or anyone. I'm not. I'm happy with my life. I know who I am as a person. All right. So uh, he continued to molest children until around 1955, when he got married to a woman by the name of Ellen Heedle. Okay. Who was 19? Okay. How old is he? Don't know. Don't want to do the math. He's older. 30 not to like 55? a lot. Uh, he's 25? At the age... Okay, wait. I can do this math. So he's 25. She's 19. All right. Not incredibly... Mm, whatever. Big. Yeah. Seems pretty typical. Yeah. He and his wife eventually had three kids of their own, mm-hmm. and David worked various jobs to keep his family afloat. He was a salesman, a printer, and at one point he was a member of the Coast Guard before he was honorably discharged. Honorably. I don't know for what. Okay. Or why. Mm -hmm. David constantly demanded sex from his wife. Mm, Don't like that. She claims around three times a night. Jesus. Uh, I've got to fucking go to bed, bro. We got three kids. Yeah, we got shit to do. Later, loser. Yeah. Also, what are you trying to make another one? Get out of here. What? Yeah, it's too many kids. No. No, thank you. Yeah. So when he didn't get what he wanted, he began to stalk women who would cross his path. Mm, that sucks. Mm-hmm. In July of 1960, he made friends with a coworker of his who was a woman by the name of Lois DeAndre Day. Mm-hmm. He picked her up at a best stop one day because he had invited her over to meet his new baby. Because, oh. like I said, he had three kids. He was making a lot of babies. He had a new one. All right. And they were coworkers and they were friends. Turns out Lois was actually a friend of the family. Like, she knew the wife and everything. Mm-hmm. So she felt comfortable riding with him to go meet this newborn. 
Okay. So they agreed he would go pick her up at a bus stop. Like, go wait at the bus stop. I'll come pick you up and I'll take you to meet the newest member. Mm -hmm. So she gets in the car and he began to drive her down a deserted road. Mm -hmm. Like, not the direction of her house. Don't like that. And she was like, "Mm, what goes on here? This isn't fucking right. So he led her into some woods in Presidio Park where he bound her with a clothesline and he attempted to rape her. She fought back and he proceeded to beat her with a hammer. Jesus. Striking her in the head several times. This is his friend? This is his co-worker. Slash friend. Slash friend. Family friend. God. Yes. That's fucked up. He ended up stabbing her in the hand somehow, like, through the struggle of everything. He obviously was trying to stab her, and I'm guessing she, like, tried to block it. Yeah. But during this entire fucking endeavor, torture, whatever the fuck you want to call it, a military patrol officer happened to come across him committing this crime. Oh, shit. So evidently, the officer had seen the car turning down the dirt road, and he knew that nobody was supposed to be there. So he was like, I'm going to follow this fucker and see what's up. And so when he walked across David, he interrupted him, and David pulled out a gun and shot at the military officer, but fucking missed him. Oh, my God. And the officer... Obviously returned fire and hit David in the stomach and in the leg. What the fuck? Right? David was injured, but he survived. And so did Lois. Holy shit. Isn't that fucking crazy? So David was sentenced to 14 years for the assault with intent to commit murder and seven years for kidnapping, rape, and attempted murder. Doesn't it suck that you get 14 years because she didn't die? Yeah, like, can you just give him life? Yeah. Because this fucker's about to go do some shit. Yeah, but, like, had she died, then he would have been given 25 to life. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, like, she's really lucky to live. No, absolutely. She's yeah. really lucky to live. But, but like, why, why does that make a difference in the sentencing? Yeah, why would that make a difference? Because he didn't he tried to commit murder. But yeah. he tried to. I know. If the fucking intent is there, and you have determined that the intent is there because you sentenced him with the intent. Yeah. I know. I don't get it either. It's all these invisible fucking rules that it's we're all making up. It's stupid. I don't I like it. I don't like it either. I don't, I don't like that at all. I don't like it either. Like, just because you weren't good at what you were trying to do, yeah. then you get off easy? Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck you. You're just going to get better at it. Or Lock try harder. Yeah. I don't like that. I know. That's exactly what this dude's about to do. All right. So, like I said, Lois survived the attack. She had metal plates put in her head. Jesus. And she lost her sense of smell. Oh, that sucks. But she went on to have a family of her own, and she gave birth to a woman by the name of Lisa Renna. All right. Who is one of the Real Housewives on Bravo's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which I'm fucking addicted to watching all of the Real Housewives, especially Beverly Hills. Beverly. Beverly. <laughs> and I had actually watched, so this came up on one of the episodes a while ago, a couple seasons ago maybe. Mm-hmm. And they had mentioned that she survived an attack from a serial killer. And I was like, what the fuck? And I Googled this person's, like, Googled it and found who he was. And I was like, I'm going to cover this case someday. And then I totally fucking forgot about it. But Lois, who is on the actual show. Sorry, I'm going off on a fucking tangent. I'm, like, fangirling right now. Mm -hmm. But Lois, who's actually on the show, is, like, the coolest fucking old lady. Like, I hope to be like her someday. She's fun. She dances, whatever. She's cute, she's funny, and she's down to earth and, like, kind of gets all the girls. Lois is the mom or the girl on The Real Housewives? The mom. The girl on The Real Housewives. Her name is Lisa. But. Sorry, don't watch the show. Yeah. Fucking, I wish you would. I know. 
I won't. Tiffany does. So Tiffany's geeking out right now. (laughs) (laughs) But Lois actually just passed away this past Monday. Oh, shit. On November 15th. Um, She was like 93, I think. But she was fucking kicking it all the way to the end. Hell yeah. So I hope that someday I can be half as cool as her. But this, obviously, David's going to turn out to be a serial killer. And there's much more I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. She was his first victim. Mm -hmm. And she survived. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? And she went on to have kids and stuff. And, like, her kids were like, mom's got metal plates and can't smell shit. And then eventually as they got older, they found out why. Like, mom survived a serial killer attack. That's fucking insane. Insane. And she thought it was her friend. Like, I trusted this guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. All right. So while David was in prison, his wife divorced him. And he was diagnosed as having a sociopathic personality disorder. Oh, shit. After serving only seven years, he was released. He's a sociopath, but he's going to serve less than half the time. This home dude, I'm telling you, fucking shit, man. Exactly. Less than half the time. Got out. He remarries. But as you can guess, that marriage isn't so great either. And it doesn't last long. Yeah. During this time, he was investigated as possibly being the Zodiac killer. Oh, shit. But he had eventually been cleared because he was incarcerated during the period of time that the Zodiac was, like, committing the crimes and everything. Yeah. But, like, you're going to fucking let this guy out and you're like, nah, he might be the goddamn Zodiac killer. Yeah, right. Like, he's got, like, he's matching all the fucking profiles and shit. We're going to let him into the world and see what happens. Low-key kind of looks like the picture, but I think everybody during that time did because of the glasses. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't they find the Zodiac Killer? Well, that's what we read is, like, they found him, but then— But, like, like, no other media attention was given to that. No. So that makes me kind of suspicious. Like, maybe they just think they have, but they don't have any, like, DNA evidence, so they can't, like— I thought it was by DNA. Or I like thought it was just they, like, DNA? used the dude's name to break the cipher, and you need the name in order to have the cipher, and then they found some shit. I don't fucking know. I, I know. thought so, too, but what's going on with that, guys? Yeah, I don't remember, and I feel like that would have been bigger news. Uh, right? Yeah, so that makes me a little suspicious on what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. So, so he starts to stalk and attack women again because mm-hmm. he's out of prison. He's an asshole. And his wife won't bone him three times a day. Yeah, night. he's not having the best marriage, whatever. This, the, what I'm, the like group of events that I'm about to tell you, it's not clear what happened, when, what fucking order, but I'm just going to rattle it off. It's not even the fucking crimes I'm going to dive into yet. This guy is just fucking crazy. Okay. So at some point, he rammed his car into another woman's car. And when she got out of it, he attacked her and tried to rape her. Jesus. But she fought back. So he stabbed her and somehow she was able to run away. Oh, my God. And was able to remember his license plate number. Wow. Right? That same day of that attack, he broke into another woman's home, kidnapped her, raped her, and then stole her car. Jesus. On February 3rd. That's a lot of fucking raping. Okay? So, well, I guess the first was attempted rape. Then, some days later, he stole another woman's car and raped her, and the three-year-old child was (gasps) present during during the attack. Yeah. But, like, he never harmed the child. Well, I mean, mean, physically. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, didn't attack or kill or anything like that to the child. Yeah. And that same day, he was arrested and, like, he was captured and arrested. Oh, good. So he eventually got caught. I think it was, like, 
those all happen like really quick in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that's not even the crimes I'm about to dive into. I'm just trying to give you a little like fucking background. Dude is doing some weird ass shit. Yeah. Okay. So he attempted to kill somebody. He goes out and he does all this raping and shit. He gets caught again, like gets captured. And they were like, hey, it's you again. Don't worry. You've already done your time. Yeah. Go right? back out there. Well, while he's awaiting trial for all of the shit that he just did, yeah. he tried to escape from jail with four other inmates. Okay. But he was ultimately caught. He pled guilty via some sort of plea bargain that they had set up, and he was convicted of only robbery and kidnapping, not any kind of rape or anything. Okay. Soon after his conviction, he was paroled. So I don't know how much time he got. Yeah. But he didn't fucking matter because he was paroled into a halfway house. And in May of 1979, that's when he's living in this halfway house, he started taking computer printing courses, and he eventually got a job as a typesetter instructor. So you're people. Hmm. You fucking weird people, Aaron. We are not like you. (laughs) We're different, but I'm not like him either. No, no, no. Yeah, he's real different. Okay. But there are a lot of crazies in the printing world. I would agree. It is a special kind of world. It is. You printers. You printers. Okay, so he's working as a typesetter instructor. All right. Instructor. Instructor. All right. You're going to left justify here. Yeah. And then these are called text rivers. (laughs) That was pretty good. Thanks. I learned it from you. You're welcome. Here is where he begins to escalate to fucking murder. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's out and about in a halfway house. His first victim was 44-year-old Etta Kane, who on August 19th, 1979, spent the afternoon hiking the trails of Mount Tamalpais, which overlooks the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, okay. She never returned home from her hike, and her husband reported her missing right away. Mm -hmm. The police immediately— Um, where was the husband during this hike? Oh, he's fucking chilling at home. He's like, you know what? I don't hike. That shit sounds hard. Yeah. I'd like to chill at home. I feel like you're definitely not supposed to hike alone. I don't know what he was doing. He could have been at work. He could have been fucking— Anywhere. Hiking a different trail. Don't hike alone, ladies. Yeah. Hiking oh, a God. different Hard trail. Well, I'm going to go do the Black Diamond. This is <laughs> this is like the 70s, right? Late 70s? Yeah, this is before you were supposed to not hike alone. Yeah, like or when like, women could do shit alone. Be cautious with your body. Yeah. And all your holes. Yeah. Police immediately sent canine units out to search for her, and they come back empty-handed. Mm-hmm. Empty pod. <laughs> Then the next morning, because it got dark, right? So the next morning, they organize a second search, and they comb the trails, and that is when they find Etta's naked body in the kneeling position. What? She had been shot once in the back of the head execution style. Oh, God. It was clear that her killer had rummaged through her purse and stole her credit cards and a pair of sunglasses. Rude. Why do you have your purse on a hike? Maybe it's like a fanny pack. Maybe it's not like a hike that we're thinking, and maybe it's just trails that you can walk. Like, you know in Hawaii where it's like you're going to take this fucking trail down to the the coast? Yeah. And there's chickens? Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's like uh, like mission trails. Like, oh, we're going on a hike, but it's yeah. not a hike. Yeah. It's just like a walk. There's yeah. a bridge. Yeah. I still and probably want to take my first for that, but anyway. Okay. I like, mean, I, I would carry, like, my phone. And if you didn't have a pocket, I guess you'd need a purse. But I'd probably do like a fanny pack situation. Maybe that's what they meant. But also, I'm like saying all this and I don't even own a fucking purse that I would bring anywhere. I'm like, I wouldn't bring a purse on a hike. Well, you don't even have a fucking purse to bring on a hike. (laughs) You don't carry purses. Yeah, like, (laughs) duh, idiot. (laughs) 
I don't know what the fuck you do with your shit if you're going to go on a hike. <laughs> Try and fit it all in your pockets, obviously. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. That's what I do. Okay, so he stole her sunglasses. Thankfully, I guess she had not been sexually assaulted. Wow, but she was nude? Yeah, isn't that weird? Wow. What if he got, like, interrupted or something? He doesn't seem like a guy who has a lot of reservations about that. No, no, he doesn't. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about it that much. I was just like, wow, that's fucking crazy. Maybe uh, she fought back a lot and he was like, I just got to kill her. Like, it's not going to Yeah, not maybe gonna happen. that was not the appeal. Like, she had to be alive. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know that I have those answers. But okay. the following month in September... David was released from the halfway house that he was living in, even though he's still going out there murdering people and shit. Yeah, they're obviously not keeping a real close eye on him. Uh, they are not keeping close tabs. Like, where the fuck is David? Yeah, where the fuck is David? Like, isn't there a curfew? I guess he's going out during the day because, like, who hikes trails at night, especially women alone? <laughs> yeah, solid points. And they had searched for her during the daylight. Yeah. So, yeah. But, like... Are you not like, hey, I don't know. check into work and also check out of the house? Like, aren't they supposed to keep an eye on them? I feel like the one rule, too, would be like, you can't have a gun. I feel like it's a hard rule. <laughs> Maybe he's not keeping it at the house. Stashing it this in the woods. This is the 80s? Yeah. They well, didn't have rules. like 79. Yeah, they don't have rules. They're just like, well, then you live here now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's so, California, though. I don't know. Toss up. Yeah. Total toss up. So now he's not living in the halfway house, but he needs a place to live. So he moves in with his parents. Okay. Who evidently were like, come live with us. Yeah. On October 21st, 1979, 23-year-old Mary Frances Bennett was out for a jog when David ambushed her and mm. he began to stab her. Oh, God. 25 times. <gasps> That's a lot of times. That's so many times. She screamed. Yeah. Long, agonizing screams. And nearby golfers heard the cries and ignored them. What? Yeah. This is all during the day again. David buried her in a shallow grave using branches to help, like, hide her body. A group of hikers came across a trail of blood. Oh, my God. Like, a clue. Yeah. And then they followed the blood and found her body immediately. She was still warm. Oh, my God. But had died. I would be terrified. Uh, to come across a, a freshly dead body. Yeah, because that means that a person is freshly around. Yeah. That has just murdered a person. Yeah. And they could murder you. Yeah, for seeing some shit. The hell? Police officers who, like, responded to the scene described her as being butchered because mm. he had, like, attacked her so ferociously. Oh, God. Mary had just moved to the area after graduating as an accountant and was starting her career when she was murdered. So Aww. she was, like, fresh to the area, just taking a fucking jog. And he just stabbed – like, he didn't – I don't think he raped her or anything. No. He just stabbed her. Like, he just killed her. So now it's, like, a thrill-killing thing. It's not even just, like, sexual satisfaction – not even just. It's not even sexual satisfaction. It's just, like, I'm going to fucking kill people. Like, attacking women during yeah. the day. Yeah. Does he have a thing against women? Maybe his mom was, like, you know, domineering yeah. or whatever. So yeah. maybe he felt the need to, like, dominate women. Oh, God. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, when you're doing this in the daytime, it's probably all part of his fucking MO, like, his thing to, like, like, was he going to rape her? It's got to be like it's got to be sexually motivated, right? Not that I'm uh, I mean it must have been at first because he was he attempted to rape and murder his friend. Yep. Maybe just like 
the the act of it then brings him back to like a sexual satisfaction. I think maybe you have I mean, of course, we're all speculating wildly and neither of us are, you know, scientists. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're not scientists. But I think maybe you were onto something. Maybe he like gets interrupted or she fought back too much or something. And like then, it becomes not worth it. And then he's like, ah, fuck. You know? Yeah. Or if she was screaming long, agonizing screams. And he's like, fuck. Someone's going to hear this. This isn't going according to my plan. Yeah. I wonder why he does it in the middle of the day. Like, uh, dude, that's sir. That's he was described as having that, like, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that the right order to say this mm-hmm. in? <laughs> kind of personality where, like, he would be super calm and normal and then all of a sudden just, like, fucking Ragey. rage. Yeah. Mm. So, I don't know. Sounds like a printer. <laughs> yes. Yes. Agreed. Now, her death, Mary's death wouldn't be linked to David for decades. Holy shit. So the police find her and they don't know who her killer is. And her family later on, like this is kind of like a little snippet later on when David is caught, her family thinks like, oh, David could be her killer. Yeah. Like it's a, it's very probable, but they won't find this out for decades that he was. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That would suck. Mm-hmm. So then David takes a little break from killing and he didn't strike again until March of 1980. So he took a couple months off mm-hmm. when he ambushed Barbara Schwartz as she was out walking her dog. Girl's just trying to get a chore done, right? Yeah, yeah. He hid behind a fucking tree. Oh, it's terrifying. as she passed by, he leapt out and attacked her. Leaped? Leapt. He attacked her. Uh Uh-huh. He jumped. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's not the important part. (laughs) How did he get to her? How how did he surprise her? Did he sprint out? (laughs) Did he jazz hands out? Fucking square box out. Fucking tap dance out. Wasn't he in ballet? He just uh, did some pirouettes. <laughs> That's what they should have called him, the ballet killer. Yeah. The trailside killer. Yeah. So anyway, he attacks Barbara, and there happened to be another woman jogging by or in the area and witnessed the whole thing. Holy and shit. She ran for help. Yeah. However, by the time that she returned, Barbara was already dead and David was gone. He was already oh gone. But just, also, well, if she got away, like the yeah, jogger. Yeah, that's scary, right? Ooh. The jogger was able to give a description of a slim man around the age of 25. Okay. However, neither of these were actually very accurate. So it wasn't a very good description. I yeah. guess he wasn't slim and he was not 25. So it didn't lead to the police actually catching him. Yeah, he's like it, 50 at this point, isn't he? Mm, I don't fucking know. 1980. Yep. Yeah, solid fucking math. That is a lot of work. So the jogger gave a description. It wasn't a very good description. They don't catch him. Yeah. They did find some prison-issued prescription glasses at the scene. So it made investigators look at convicted sex offenders. Mm-hmm. But they never tied the crimes to David. It just kind of gave him a little hint of like, you know, ah, this person's been to prison or jail, yeah. whatever. Yeah. A but few- they were like, ah, oh, but David never killed anybody. Yeah. It couldn't be David. It is mind-boggling to me how long this guy got away with doing this shit. Yeah. Before they were like, oh, the fuck up do you think it could be this guy who's psychotic and this guy over here doing some fucked up shit yeah has a history of this 
exact thing. Yeah, right? No? Mm, Probably not. not. Fucking carry on. So a few days later, after the attack on Barbara, some local boys found a bloody boning knife near the scene, and it was covered in Barbara's blood, so they found the murder weapon. Oh, God. But they still weren't able to catch David. David was actually injured in the attack, but he explained to anybody who fucking would listen that he had gotten the injury in a robbery. Like he was robbed? Mm, Actually, that's a very good point. I was like, he's just telling fucking people he's robbing people. And everybody just was like, okay, cool. Makes sense. Like, oh, it's David. <laughs> Fucking David robbing people. I don't know. Oh, but I what- got this when I mugged a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever explanation he gave, nobody fucking questioned it. They yeah. were just like, okay, sounds right. By October of that year, he struck again. Mm. So now it's October 15th, 1980. 36-year-old Ann Alderson was hiking in the woods of Mount Tamalapias State Park. Overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge and ran into David. Not much is really known about this encounter, but he raped her and shot her execution style, oh, much like he did Etta. Anne's remains wouldn't be found for over a year. Holy shit. Yes. What? Yes. She's and on a fucking trail. Yeah, I'm assuming. Well, I know, but I'm sure he like took them off of the main trail. You're like in woods and stuff. So like he did it in the middle of the day. I, I don't know this if this is one so, was. No, yeah. They're all like in the middle of the day. It's blowing my fucking mind. So she was found in the kneeling position as well. Mm -hmm. Eyewitnesses stated that there had been a strange 50-year-old man hanging around the park, but the description wasn't very descriptive. And so obviously nobody was like, I say, what? That's David. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, what did he look like? I don't Mm -hmm. know. He looked 50. Yeah, exactly. So mid-October, a couple fucking days, maybe a week later, 19-year-old Richard Stowers and 18-year-old Cynthia Morell had took a hiking trip to Point Reyes National Seashore Park, and they go missing. Richard was a Coast Guard, and Cynthia was a recent high school graduate who was very popular, who was a cheerleader, Mm -hmm. very loved by the community. Yeah. So they're missing, right? They go hiking, and they're missing. We all know fucking David did something, but... The world doesn't know. Yeah. Meanwhile, on November 28th, 1980, so like a month later, 22-year-old Diane O'Connell and 25-year-old Shauna May also go hiking in Point Reyes National Seashore Park when they run into David. He raped and shot both of the women. (sighs) Diane was actually hiking in a group of hikers that like went up in groups, you know? And I'm guessing maybe the trails were narrow or something because she was left alone long enough to be fucking abducted by David. My God. But so she went hiking with this group, but she never came back down to like the meeting point. So they obviously knew that she was missing. Yeah. Between 3.10 p.m. and 3.20 p.m., all of the hikers heard several gunshots. So that's likely when she was killed. Rangers started to comb the park looking for the missing girls, both of them. And one searcher saw a shoe sticking out of some bushes. Oh, no. When he looked closer, it turned out to be two bodies, Richard Stowers and Cynthia Morell. So the peop- the couple who had gone missing the month before. Yeah. Can you imagine looking for a missing hiker and coming across two dead bodies and you're like, oh, we weren't even looking for these ones. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. So they were laying face down in some of the underbrush. That same day, both Diane and Shauna were found laying face down right next to each other in the fucking same park. Oh, my God. David had stuffed underwear in Diane's mouth and nose. I don't know how the nose also, but 
it was stuffed, while leaving another pair of blood-stained underwear on her arm. I don't know if it was, like, tied on her or what. That's the only detail I have. Gross. She had been strangled with a piece of wire or cord while she was still alive, so that's Aww. how she died. Both her and Shauna had been shot in the head. Shauna had ligature marks on her wrists, and semen was found in her. Ugh. It was determined that Diane was also raped, but no semen was left in her. So I'm guessing, like, perhaps he attacked Diane, was in the process of raping her, and then he stopped and started to rape Shauna. Gross. And that is where he stopped, to finished. Turns out these women didn't actually know each other. What? They didn't fucking know each other. So the speculation is that Diane was being attacked and raped and whatever, and then Shauna jumped in to stop it. And he took, like, overtook Shauna, too, and then killed her, too. Oh, fuck. That sucks. That sucks so bad. This whole time, I thought that they were friends also, and they were, like, in the same hiking group. They they were two totally different hikers, same day, had no fucking clue of each other. And the speculation is that they ran into each other. Like, that one sucks. witnessed the other's attack, tried to help, and then got attacked. Yeah. Oh, Super that sucks. sucks. Super sucks. Shell casings found at the scene of Richard and Cynthia's murder, where they found their bodies, match mm-hmm. the same shell casings that were found at Ann Alderson's crime scene. Okay. Now, turns out this gun ended up belonging to a person by the name of Molly Prunell, who purchased the gun and gave it to David as payment to him because he had provided her some items for her to sell at her flea market or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, as payment, she was like, okay, sure, I'll buy you a fucking gun. Uh, worst idea ever. Ma'am. Uh, the fuck? You just bought someone a murder weapon. Seriously. David obviously couldn't buy a gun with his past record, so by getting her to get it for him, he gets his hand on his fucking murder weapon. Yeah. Now, it's March 29th, 1981. Okay. And David has a new job at a print shop in Hayward, California. Mm-hmm. A pair of friends, 20-year-old Ellen Hansen and 20-year-old Stephen Hurl, were walking in the Henry Cowell Redwood State Park when they came across David. Mm. David overcame the pair and sexually assaulted Ellen. He then shot them both, killing Ellen instantly. Mm. But Stephen, who got shot in the neck, he ended up surviving. Holy shit. Stephen was able to get a very detailed, accurate description of David because I guess the attack kind of took some time because he was there when he was like, when David was Raping. sexually assaulting, yeah. yes, Ellen. They were friends for the record. It didn't state that they were like a couple or anything, but. Either way. Uh, either way. I'd still be pretty pissed if someone raped my friend. Traumatizing. Yeah. yeah. Trauma. Trauma. So he was able to get an accurate description of David, but it would take a few more months before he would get caught. This point, the public is being made aware that nature trails like, are fucking dangerous as hell. Off limits. If yeah. you're a lady, don't go on them. Exactly. If you're a dude, probably not either. Yeah, there's someone out there fucking killing people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where he got the trailside killer name by the media. So, obviously, trails are a little hard to come by now because people are being cautious. So, David switches up his M.O. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he lured in Heather Skaggs, who was 20, who was a co-worker of his at that print shop. Rude. Fucking rude. I guess office gossip was that David was like this creepy old dude hitting on the cute young coworker. Mm-hmm. But Heather had no fucking clue that David was actually hitting on her or anything. It was just like, oh, he's just being nice. Yeah. I remember being 20. Yeah, exactly. Working with a bunch of old dudes. <laughs> 
She was in the market for a used car, and wouldn't you know it, David had a friend who was selling a car. Hell yeah. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. So he offered to give her a ride to help her check out the car and to even loan her money so that she could buy the car. So she took up the offer, and that was the last time that anyone saw her alive. Mm. In May of 1981, hikers in Big Basin State Park found her remains. So how far, how long ago is this? March, April, May. So two months later. So two months later, they find her remains. She was nude. You okay? Yeah, but like, wasn't David investigated because he was the last person to be seen alive with her? And yeah. everyone was like, yeah, she was uh, she was going with David Oh yeah, to this guy's house to buy a car. And then when they were like, hey, David, who's this guy with a car? He was like, "I what? What are you talking about? I don't know anyone with a car. What are you talking about? I just dropped her off. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Okay. So when Heather was found, she was nude and semen was found inside of her. Ew, what? So she had been raped. She had died from a shot right to the head like the other victims. Obviously, David is super suspicious now because he was the last person to see how they're alive. Yeah. And also, side note, he went to dinner in the opera that night that he killed Heather as if, like, nothing had happened. Just a normal Tuesday. Just going to go to the opera. Also, fancy. Right? By this time, the FBI is involved, and they're keeping a really close eye on David because of his sexual offenses in the past mm -hmm. and everything else. They're like, mm. And the fact that they were like, you know, these fucking bullet casings match these other ones. That's pretty interesting. And also, this person knows David. Yeah. You know, obviously, I'm telling you that, like, that person bought the gun for David after the fact like knowing that after the fact but this is kind of all happening at once like it's yeah. happening like sometimes the same day he killed like fucking two people in one day i guess multiple times but you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's kind of all this mushed all together pretty quick yeah but they arrest him i'm not sure on what basis other than like he was the last one to be seen with heather you know mm -hmm. uh but they search his car and that's where they find a bunch of guides for local hiking trails hmm. They later find that he had left a 38 caliber gun with a friend, and it was discovered that that gun was used in the killings and everything. And I guess he pro I don't know who the friend was, but I'm speculating that that friend was the same person who bought the gun. Mm. So they find the gun, and they're like, oh, this gun matches all of these bullet casings at this murder scene. And that person's like, oh, funny you should say that, because— Here's the thing. This is my gun, technically. But it's also not. Yeah, but I bought I it for David. Had given it to this guy. Exactly. And he gave it back. <laughs> yeah, I don't want your fucking murder weapon, this bro. This one's used. Could you just hold this? No. <laughs> No. On July 31st, 1981, he was charged and convicted of five counts of murder, rape, and attempted rape. He was convicted of five counts of first-degree murder for Richard Stowers, Cynthia Moreland, Shauna May, Diane O'Connell, and Ann Alderson. Holy shit. Yeah, sorry. There's so many names, guys. This guy was doing some fucking shit. I guess. He also was found guilty of raping two of the women and attempting to rape a third, and he was sentenced to death in the gas chamber. So that was all of those people. Holy right? shit. Later, death in the gas chamber? It's like 1980-something? Uh, fucking right. In California? Yeah. San Quentin, motherfucker. Wow, okay. Later, he was tried and convicted of the murders of Ellen Hansen and the murder and rape of Heather Skaggs. Mm -hmm. He was also found guilty of attempted murder of Stephen Hurdle, the guy who was shot in the neck and was actually able to identify him and is the one who eventually got him all fucking tied to all this shit, like yeah. got him captured. He was never convicted of the murders for Etta Kane, 
who was a hiker, and Barbara Schwartz, the one walking her dog. Mm -hmm. But the evidence is very strong against him that he had committed these murders. In 2009, DNA evidence was made available to reevaluate if he had committed the murder of Mary Frances Bennett, who was the accountant who was jogging and screaming really loud. And it was a match. So in 2012, he was found guilty of her murder as well. And like I said, her family always speculated that it was him and they didn't get that closure until 2012. That's fucking crazy. Right? As of June 2017, he was still on death row in San Quentin and was the oldest member there. Wow. I'm pretty sure he's still alive, according to Wikipedia, but I don't really fucking know for sure. I didn't dig that hard. There are two other murders of which David is is suspected of committing and who David had easy access to during their deaths. Mm. However, he has never officially been linked to those crimes. I didn't go through and write everything down, but essentially it was like he either worked with them or worked close to them or his work was involved with them. Like, oh, he like, oh, I'm a printer and I'm going to deliver this paper to your job. He had seen them before at some point. They had crossed paths. Or he had access to have seen them very easily. Yeah. So it's it's pretty strong evidence that he probably committed these murders as well. That fucking sucks. Stephen Hurdle and Lois Renna were the only two surviving victims of the 12 known attacks. Holy shit. Isn't that uh, I said Lois Renna because I guess eventually she got married, but it was, you know, I said her maiden name in the beginning. Yeah. Isn't that it's interesting that the wild right that a man survived the only man. Well, yeah. I wonder if he like shot at him and thought he was dead and then he like waited and then ran and got help. I don't know. Can you imagine being shot in the neck and then having to, like, play it cool for a while? Like, just act like nothing's happening. Everything's fine over here. I'm just dead. (laughs) God. Well, I mean, he could have been unconscious. Could have been. And then, like, come to to later, which would be probably better for life. For not being re-murdered? Yeah. uh Not being re-attempted to murdered. Yeah. This guy. Okay, so like I was saying... I mean, the only real motive could possibly be, like, sexual motive, right? Yeah. Everybody who was attacked... He didn't fucking care, though, if there were more than one person. Like, he was not concerned with, like, being caught. It was the daytime. Yeah. On hiking trails. And the women were loud. The women... He was just like, whatever. This is what we're going to do. That's terrifying. That's something fucked up in your brain to be like, this is fine. Yeah. And then did he, like, make the women kneel and then, like... Shoot him execution style? I would assume. Now, when you say they're found in a kneeling position, I always imagine that, like, they had been kneeling and then were shot and fell over. But, like, do you think they're actually up? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, why? Well, power. Yes. I think we're going back to this. I like how we always try to speculate and figure it out. Like, why did it? It's because I want it to make sense. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. Well, because I'm not random, it's scarier. Yeah. I'm not in their brain. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. And exactly, if it's random, it's scarier. Like, that'll happen. Do you think he had like a God complex in the fact of like doing it during the day and not caring if he technically gets caught because he'll just shoot at fucking people or whatever? Like, was that part of the power trip? I mean, probably. Like, he shot at a military dude. Instead of being like, oh, and running away, he was like, bang, bang, motherfucker. Like, you think that you're safe and okay in a group on a hiking trail. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, It takes away everything. It takes away all of your sense of security and your safety. They found her same day, didn't they? Yeah. They found her same day. Both of the girls, Mm -hmm. Diane and Shauna, found Mm -hmm. same day. 
Same fucking day that they were killed. That's crazy. It's terrifying. Yeah. There's mm. just some dude hiding in the bushes and he's like, mm-mm. I don't like that at all. Nope, I hate it. I, I don't it. like that at all. Hate it. Heard it. You know what sucks? Hmm. He's got three kids. He's got three kids. Those poor kids. Hopefully they're all right. Well, yeah, that's the fucked up thing is like we have to say hopefully they're all right. Like. Yeah. Like just because you're related doesn't make you. I mean, I guess the only way you could be predispositioned would be like genetics, like mentally genetics or whatever. But like, fuck, man, how are you going to be all right? Your dad did that shit. That's fucked up. I mean, either which way, they're going to have some kind of trauma about it. That's called memories. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That sucks. Or just knowing that 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 was something that your dad did. Yeah. That sucks. And they're like, don't. Yeah, don't. I don't want to fucking talk about it. Anyway, so if you want to check out pictures pertaining to my case, go to isgdpodcast.com. And while you're there, join the Patreon for as little as a dollar. You get one extra episode every month, plus access to all the back episodes. Also, if you'd like and you were like, hey, I want to see video of all this cool ass shit that's going on inside of this she shed. I want to see Aaron attempting to not yawn into the microphone. Every five seconds because we recorded two episodes in one night. That is $10. Oh, it costs $10. <laughs> you can see all the way to the back of my throat for $10. <laughs> what a steal. <laughs> but also you get access to all the other back episodes. So literally you're getting fucking all this extra content. It's unedited, so you get all the weird shit in between, all the tangents and the rants. It's totally fucking worth it. Also, we should mention we have a package. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. So if you don't want to stay through this wrap-up. Yeah. You're free to go. But if you want to hear us listen to a package. Yeah, we're going to open a package. Hold that shit. Yeah. We're going to open this shit up. From Australia. Ooh. Okay, so uh, also while you're on our website, go check out our merchandise. Buy some shit. Support it. Tell your friends about us. Do all that cool shit. Also, join us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at ISGD Podcast. Come join the goddamn pod group on Facebook. It's a lot of fun. We all hang out and chat and, you know, fucking talk about other things. Not only true crime. We're all friends. It's where we get to be friends. And you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. And what will we do there? I don't remember. But you can do- Oh, Elfster and Moonblood. That's right. Elfster and holiday and cards. And holiday cards. All these things. You need to come All email us. Things. Can you tell we're tired? Also, so tired. this is going to sound super edited. Guaranteed this is one string of me talking, <laughs> and this is just how I'm talking right now because it is fucking late, and I am tired. Yep. So, ah. Finally, last but not least, you guys can snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. And that is where... We will fucking pick up shit like this awesome package that we're about to open. Hell yeah. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Let's do it. Are you ready? Yep. Who's this from, by the way? Oh, what is this? What is the Aurora Collective? What? Why are you so excited? I don't know. I was just making cool sounds. Oh, that that's okay. Okay. Ooh, it's wrapped again? Yeah. Why is there so much plastic? Um, I don't know. I'm so excited. It's compostable bag. That's radical. That is super radical. Does it say that? Be rad. Reuse this bag. Ooh, okay. That's what it says. Oh, okay, Susan. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, the Aurora Collective. Somebody took care to fucking package this. That's right. Quite nicely. That's right. This shit's coming from afar. 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 God damn it. Another box? <gasps> Just what I've always wanted. 
It looks cake. like do a donut box. It does look like a donut box. Or a cake box. Oh my god. <gasps> what? It smells like cake. Is it cake? I can smell cake. I don't know which side is up. Well, I hope it wasn't decorated. <laughs> <laughs> what if somebody mailed us a cake all the way from Australia? <laughs> Just beat to shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fragile. Well, they're gonna flip it over. <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel like you pull that up, pull the lid up. It's got a little tabby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Ooh. Oh my God, it smells pretty good. I'm so excited. Okay. Oh. <gasps> Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. You say from another oh, okay. country. Okay. Here is a letter. Okay. Oh. We just gonna to whom it may concern. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a lot of letters. Oh my gosh. Uh, it smells really. Is it pretty smelling? It smells like chocolate. Something smells Holy shit. pretty. Wait, oh. give me that letter. I'll read that while you're going. Okay, that's a. It's a long one. I'm gonna read it. Okay, I'm gonna read it later. Oh, Ovaltine. More Ovaltine, please. <laughs> I used oh. to drink that shit when I was little. It's a drink. Ovaltine. You never heard of it? No. I mean, I've heard that. Well, I don't know what that is. That looks different. Ovaltine used to come to They're chalk malt treats. Ooh. They're Ovaltinis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try one. Open that shit up. What? It's a Yowie Diddy. Oh my God. I really want to read this, but also I want to see what's going on over here. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. 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 Oh, Jesus. Fucking love Jesus. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Okay. okay. This is okay. from M, by the way. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's, not it's okay. Emmy, to see. Though, right? No. Okay. It's another M. A different M. Thanks, M. Mm. I'm not supposed to put it in that drink, right? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> like how you ask and then you just put it right in your mouth. <laughs> right in your mouth. Ovaltinis. No artificial coloring. Oh, it does look like something that you would put in a drink. Like a tablet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no M. I really hope that's what you're supposed to do. We just want that shit right in our mouth. This, no this is why Americans are fat. <laughs> There's no instructions. Mm -mm. Make every lunchbox fun. I mean, it's good. Crunchy. I have chocolate malt treats. Oh my god. It tastes like the inside of a Whopper. I want to eat all of these, but I don't think I can eat this much chocolate right now. Uh, I'm sorry. I've never heard of you <laughs> ever saying that. Mm, Was it so fucking good? Okay. Okay. Have a milky bar. Okay. I will. Be careful, Ovaltinis. You want to split it? Hell yeah, I do. Okay. There's a few. Okay. Well, we're oh. splitting all this shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But What's I mean, a milky bar? I don't know. Why do they say no artificial colors or flavors? It's chocolate. Do they put artificial colors in chocolate? I'm normal? assuming this one's going to be light. White. <gasps> you do? What? That looks bomb. What? Oh, but you just like it. uh, saying shit. You're not sharing what's going on in we there. We got some Vegemite. Hey, you're right. Oh. <laughs> Have you finished your other one? Okay. Hold up. It See, is I told you I thought it was going to be white. Why is it the shape of a body? I think it's the guy on the front. Isn't it a cow? That is not a cow. Oh, my that God. That is not a cow. That's like a farmer. My mouth is watering. That is not a cow. Is it a cow? Nope. It's just like a fucking dude with freckles. Break me off his head. I took his head. I'm sorry. I'll take I his body. It's fine. I panicked. <laughs> you want to know a secret? Yeah. I love white chocolate. Did not think that's what you were going to say. Because you want to know a secret? 
You hate it? I've never really liked it. Nobody it's does. It's pretty good now as an adult. Nobody does. As a kid, I used to always get zero bars from the grocery store or from gas station. Fucking love a zero bar. I think I like the no preservatives, no artificial flavors. Like, it tastes different. It tastes different. Mm-hmm. It is midnight, guys. Just so you know. That's why I don't think I can eat all this chocolate right now. Okay, let me see what's going on in that box. Okay, hold on. I want to try these. Okay, open them. You can do that. Give me a box. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Lord. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm. Oh, we got two Ovaltinis. I know. Everything Are there would be two split. of everything? Oh, there's more than two of most things. Holy shit. This is a lot of chocolate, girl. And you're hooking it up. Hell yeah. We got some Vegemite for a Vegemite sandwich. Like, uh, what is this? Okay. Hold on now. Let me read. I need to wear my Vegemite socks. I think it's like a Pop-Tart. It's like you ask for something and they listen and then you receive. Is that a Pop-Tart? I don't actually know that. Okay, let me come out a little teeny here. <gasps> we got some Tim Tams. We opening these motherfuckers. Oh my, you hear Tim Tam? Tim Tam it's slam. Got desiccated coconut on it. Hold up, desiccated? That's what it said. What's that mean? I don't know. Mm, sad that I have to give up my Tim Tam for your pop tart. What is it? Mmm, it tastes like a shortcake. Mmm, I love Tim Tams. I love shortcake. <laughs> it's like raspberry or strawberry? I think it's raspberry. On a biscuit. On a Tuesday. Raspberry flavored filling. Mmm. Which contains sugar, apples, glucose from wheat. How are you gonna call it raspberry and then put apples in it? Yeah, that's how you make raspberry flavors. Mmm. No. <laughs> I didn't know you were the expert on raspberry. Well, I certainly wouldn't think it'd have apples in it. You wouldn't think. Mmm. I'm going to have a bellyache going to bed. I already do. <laughs> Should we have split these? <laughs> Can't wait to get my hands on sheasel. Uh-huh. For sheasel, my teasel. <laughs> I'm eating a Tim Tam. You're right. All these candy bars? Okay, what do we got? Carmelo Koala. Isn't this, like, very similar to what B sent us? Mm. Me or Emmy? Oh, my God. These were great, though. These caramel ones. Holy fucking shit. I think B sent us a ton of those. Fredos. And mint patties. Is that like, like a York? That looks like a big York. Yeah. Okay. It's like a giant York from Nestle. Mm. I love Tim Tam. Who makes Yorks? Look, I'm separating these right now. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Ooh, what's furry friends? Can you taste the coconut on this? Not really. Furry friends? I leave it to fucking Australia to be like... We're going to put a couple kangaroos and a porcupine. Know what they don't have? Bears. Bears. <laughs> and a plat on my puss. I'm going to plat your puss. <laughs> Girl hooked it up with some chocolate. Oh, shit. What's in here? Oh, shit. What's a yaoi ditty? <laughs> Is it like a Wonder Ball? Yeah, shake it. These are nots are tits. Uh, they're really good, right? Do you remember the jingle for Wonderball? Oh, I wonder, 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 wonder what's in a Wonderball. Wonder okay, oh. I thought there was one more wonder. <laughs> Who knows what surprises you may find inside? Oh. Oh. 
clearly we know two different commercials. I didn't have cable. Mine's the budget version. Oh, my God. Oh, we got more sprinkles, a.k.a. Jimmy's, a.k.a. hundreds and thousands. How the fuck? Like, they don't just sell sprinkles in a bag like this here. No. It comes in, like, in like a salt shaker. Mm-hmm. Which is what... The other one was. It was like a salt shaker. Mm-hmm. We shook it like a salt shaker. Mm-hmm. By the way, I put them on my kids' ice cream all the time. Mm-hmm. They ask for them, but they call mm-hmm. them sprinkles. I'll have to teach them. And then my oldest kid goes, it has the it has the number 100 in it. Mm-mm. He's dumb. <laughs> oh, well, it, do- it does. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> I forgot my Tim Tams here. I'm tired. <laughs> Me too. Oh, my God. I haven't had one of these since, like, last time. <laughs> We're spoiled. <laughs> from what I read from Em's note, her boyfriend got appendicitis. They were supposed to be in Hawaii, and he got appendicitis. Oh, fuck. That blows. I didn't read the rest of the note because I got really excited for snacks, so I'm going to read it here after we get off the air because mm-hmm. otherwise it would be really weird for me to just read all this. But I did read, P.S. My boyfriend made it out of the hospital and is doing well, but it sounds like she missed her fucking vacation. That sucks. And instead, she was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put together all my favorite snacks, and I'm going to mail it to these, my besties. Mm. We're besties now. First of all, thank you, bestie. Em, you need to like meet up with Matt. Ah, you, right, Matthew and Emmy and Emmy. Oh my god! If you guys met up, I'd be so jealous. <laughs> Who wants a chisel? You know what? It's gonna sound really weird. Uh huh. Having a Tim Tam and then a chisel. I don't even know what's going on in my mouth right now, but it's orgasmic. Mouth harmony. We call it a Tim Cheezel, a Tim Tam Chisel, a Tim Cheese Tam, a Tim Chisel, a Cheese Tim. Cheese them. I could eat these all day. Yeah, I want those in my body. I, I also... think you guys are now defined as feeders. Just yeah. so you know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aaron has a bellyache. We're gonna go. I have a bellyache. Thank oh, you, Em, yes. and her boyfriend. Yeah, thank you, Em, and your boyfriend. I'm going to read your note in a little bit, but also I'm glad that you're okay. I'm glad that you survived. I'm sorry that your body betrayed you like that. Mm-hmm. What a piece of shit. You know what? Fuck appendixes. You don't even need them. Fuck them. And they were like, now is good. Right before your big trip? You need that like you need unicorns in a tailpipe. Not before a big trip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.